United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Cross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Hey, what's up? My name is Noelle, and I am by the bucket hot spaghetti to go. Ooh, and I'm Chelsea. I'm the last piece of serotonin just hanging on by a thread. Um, both of our things are true because I saw a eating establishment called Buckets of Hot Spaghetti. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is this? What it's is real?" It's all in the name. You can't even be like, what is this? Because yeah, they tell what do you, you mean, what is it? Yeah, it's a bucket of spaghetti for like $25, which first of all, horrendous prices. Yeah, that's kind of a horrendous. rip Horrendous. You could make a fucking vat of spaghetti for $5. So you're paying $25 for a bucket and it's cold and soggy and nasty. I feel like every time I'm cooking pasta or spaghetti anyway, I'm always accidentally making a fucking bucket full anyway. Exactly. So. It's it, just leave it up to Utah to make like another weird ass food establishment that's so niche it's disgusting. Yeah, someone was like, "This is the best idea I've ever had in my life." And it's like, is it though? I mean, their under over is probably incredible. If they even sell one bucket, they're paying everyone's wages. <laughs> You're probably right. I would they're, imagine they're getting that. like the pasta and the red sauce wholesale, so it's probably twenty five cents. It's just Costco. <laughs> it's just yeah. Costco stuff. Oh, fucking hell. Well, we're on to them. Yeah. And the buck I'm, stops here. I'm not trying to say don't support local business, but I'm just saying do the math yourself. You know, I'm just saying do the math yourself. Um, so speaking of doing the math yourself, what are, you, what are we doing? You're, you're leading this episode today. I have no idea what we're talking about. I'm very excited. So this is one of the – so now and then, Noelle and I will stumble across an interesting concept – and then we'll start to write an episode for it. And then it ends. It's like we'll get a page and a half in. It has potential. And then nothing comes from it. So we put yeah. that. We put it aside. So we have like episode ideas. And it's just document upon document upon document of like unfinished episodes. And this yeah. was one of them. Uh, but it actually became something more. It was originally just a four-pager. It didn't reach our standards for episode length, but then I kind of dove into it a little bit more and I found some more fun stuff. So this is what we're doing today. I love that. I love when you can circle back to something and it like re-flourishes, re-blooms. Because there are so many episodes where I'm like, this is going to be a great fucking topic. Like the one that we that we love so much, like the brainchild um, of... Nick the the potential that was Nick Cage being Superman that sounds like a fantastic episode but really it's like two pages it's actually yeah. a very simple story as to what happened and yeah. it's not that interesting and that you know breaks your heart because then you just sit on this like two pages and you're like I don't really know what else to do here so yeah I love that you circled back to this and actually finished some of the unfinished work we have and I can even tell you the point where we get to it where that was it uh, but let's talk about it. It's a uh, Clarita Villanueva. Nice and, uh, job. Thank you. I was actually a little surprised. A lot of stuff from the Philippines has like a ton of Spanish influence because a lot of the words that I stumbled across, I'm like, this feels like Espanol. And apparently I have right. a feeling. Yeah. I have a feeling that's not because of good reasons. It's I not. have a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's a hundred percent not. Yeah. Uh, any to any time, you know, you see like Spanish influence in another country, you're just like, that probably was not good. That probably was actually horrendous. It wasn't. So, yeah. yeah. And I think if we wanted to do the super correct pronunciation, it would be Clarita Via Nueva. But we're just going to call her Clarita for this. Um, and she had a tragic upbringing. She was born to a self-professed uh, psychic mother in the 1950s, Manila. That's cool. That is a little cool. But her father was not in her life. So she spent the majority of her childhood like literally tied to the hip of her mother, who could only make ends meet by hosting seances and fortune-telling in their home. It didn't bring in a lot of money, so she was already kind of set up for a hard life. But things only got worse for Clarita because at 12 years old, her mother just suddenly passed away. Probably from all the seances. Yeah, the the ghosts got her ass. Um, And Clarita fell into the unfortunate and obvious trade for girls in similar positions and turned to sex work to support herself. So for the early part of the 1950s, Clarita was in um, the streets of Manila, and that's how she got by day to day. She took to hanging out at bars to get male customers and was successful enough at this until the age of eight, uh, the age of 17, when she made the mistake of soliciting a plainclothes police officer on May 10th, my sister's birthday, who ultimately, birthday. <laughs> yeah, I know. shout out Becca, uh, who ultimately arrested her for vagrancy, despite her being a homeless minor. Yikes. So regardless of this fact, she was hauled off to the Manila City Jail, which was then known as the Bilibid Prison, which in and of itself is hell on earth. It's a 300-year-old fortress-like prison with its own sordid history of being haunted, and it was frequently used by Americans, Filipinos, and the Japanese as a place to dump people whenever they didn't know how to handle them, especially minors with no families to extort for money. Yikes. uh... And this prison was so notoriously terrible that the UN has constituted its conditions as torture. Like what? Like what what do you like they were just electrocuting people by having like wires exposed and puddles of water? No access to facilities, no access to like water, um, no protection from the elements. Um, you could die of exposure there. Oh uh, my god! Just really a, not a good place. And then plus, uh, with violent deaths and violent history, especially in a prison that's three hundred years old, you're going to get ghost stories and things like that. Hmm. So, not good. And she was tossed into a cell to await trial. And this is when it really began to take a turn for the worse for the young teenager. And the, I looked into this for a while. The timeline is a little weird because some people say she freaked out and then was brought in. Um, some people say she freaked out in jail. The main consensus is she had solicited a plainclothes officer, went to prison, and then that's where the timeline gets weird. Because they're like, no, she freaked out outside. And then other people are like, no, she couldn't have freaked out outside. She was in prison. So we're going with she freaked out in prison. Okay. Bop, 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 bop. Okay. So on a stormy and humid night in May, the police at the prison could tell there was something off in the atmosphere of the area. Many seemed to be on edge, and there was a strange quiet that took over the cells, with the only noises coming from the deep rumbles of the looming thunderstorm. In the 1950s was a difficult time for Manila. Many police officers were on edge as they felt the streets were slowly being flooded with vagrants, thieves, and a various array of other criminals. Thus, the atmosphere of the evening had many of them concerned and uncomfortable, 
and they were basically waiting for the other shoe to drop. As water began to pool in front of some of the cells, they heard a terrified scream pierce the silence, and suddenly the prison was buzzing with concern from the other prisoners. From the noise, they assumed some sort of brawl or riot was beginning to take hold over the population. As the police made their way to the screams coming from Clarita's cell, they began to make out her desperate cries for help over the commotion of the other inmates. She was screaming, keep it away from me, keep it away, oh please, won't someone help me, I can't stand the pain. Never a good sign. No. (laughs) So shocked, because she was the only one making all this damn racket, uh, the police officer stood outside her cell and watched in bewilderment as the girl was tossed about with unseen force. Oh, demons. demons. They stated that they could see bite marks appearing on her body, specifically on her arms and neck. While they were too shocked at first to act, they eventually sprang into action and manacled her down because at this point they assumed she was either doing this to herself, was high on drugs, or was having some sort of epileptic seizure. Mm, Classic plausible deniability. Yep, yep. And Clarita kept claiming that an attacker was pursuing her, trying to bite her to death and torture her no matter what they did to attempt to help her. Rationally, the officers wanted to uh, dismiss what they were experiencing to simple drugs and or mental illness. Simple as... Simple. Simple as. Yeah, they're like, it's just your run-of-the-mill, like, drugs degrading and or, diseases. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even shackled and bound, more and more claw and bite, bite marks continued to appear on her body. Eventually, they requested a doctor to come and examine her, and hoping that they were, like, whatever was going on had some sort of possible explanation. The police con- contacted Dr. Mariana Lara, who initially wanted to dismiss what they also described as just some sort of fit. She stood outside Clarita's cell, simply watching her as she screamed that the thing is coming at me. It's coming through the door. Um, I bet she sounded transatlantic like that too. Like, ah, see? So Dr. Laura was still a little unconvinced and did literally nothing to help alleviate the girl's suffering. Instead, That's like just, every doctor you go to see. I know. This is actually my doctor. Thank you. Yeah, you got the um, reference from this. Yeah. So she literally just watched Clarita suffer and go through all this torment. Um, but eventually Clarita did fall asleep. And then the doctor decided to just let the system take over and have the judge deal with Clarita the next morning at her trial for vagrancy. So after she left, other inmates commented to the residing officers that the poor girl continued to writhe through the night as if she were being tormented and was in constant pain. The next day, they woke Clarita up and began to transfer her to the courthouse, hoping that the previous night was more exaggerated than they remembered. Except right on fucking cue, Clarita began screaming that the thing was back and was attacking her. They dragged the distressed girl into court where an entire array of witnesses and a judge saw the bite and claw marks once again appear on her skin seemingly without cause. Court reporters began gathering as much information about what was going on as they could, and the pandemonium of the court finally calmed down when Clarita eventually blacked out from the attack. The judge quickly summoned a medical officer who agreed with the doctor's previous assessment that Clarita's injuries were definitely not self-inflicted, um... But really had no plausible explanation. They're like, I don't know. She's maybe just having a fit. And at this point, the court officers made the decision to bring Clarita to a hospital where a full team could assess her injuries. Nice. The, another classic. Just leave it for the media to pick up a story for people to finally do something about it. Yeah. A little embarrassed at that point. Um, 
As the rumors began to spread over the next few days, the newspapers contributed to the gossip of writing about what they'd seen um, happening in court. And the attention caught the eye of Manila's mayor, Arsene Laxon, who summoned medical staff, including Dr. Lara again. Get her out! I know, fuck her! Get she her out! Do it. Uh, to bring Clarita to his office so that he could have a look at her himself. Also, I just like a, a mayor being like, yes, I would like to also look with yeah, my specialties in doctoral He's science. Like, get her ass out of the hospital. She comes to me. I do not go to her. So to make sure things could be documented by the police as well, the mayor called the police chief for backup. So together, they examined the girl and agreed that many of her injuries weren't possible for her to afflict upon herself, um, specifically a series of bite marks that appeared on the back of her shoulder. Like you can't, you just can't. Yeah, no shit. Reach that. Um, and again, Clarita descended into one of her fits, writhing and screaming so violently that it took the entire medical team to hold her down. As they did, all of them could see several bite marks appear on Clarita's body, even noting that some wounds exploded in blood from beneath their own hands as they held her down. So, like, they would put their hands on her, notice that, like, blood was squirting out, remove their hand, and there would just be a chunk of skin missing from a bite mark. Whoa, that's fucking metal. <clears throat> Crazy, right? And that picture there is Clarita in the bottom left, and the mayor, one of the doctors holding her down, like, Someone is wearing it. glasses inside, and that like is also the scariest thing about this photo. Isn't that like it's probably demon possession, but that there's someone who was like, if this picture is going to be snapped, I need to look cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the Corinthian from um, the Sandman where his eyes yeah. are just tiny mouths. Literally. Cool. Oh my god. You think that cool. was the police chief? I think that was the mayor in the glasses. The, the same, the type of guy who was like, I'm a mayor. I would like to be involved in this crime. <laughs> like, yeah. Bring her to me. I I know that I'm just supposed to be here passing policy, but I would mm -hmm. like to play a little whodunit. I would like yeah. you to bring he, this victim and medical examiners to my mayoral office. I will cancel yeah. all of my appointments for the day so I could play a little game of mm -hmm. Clue. It, he was waiting for the right moment to whip the glasses off and be like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, see? And then she stole his thunder. Yeah. And he's upset. Um, but the mayor later recounted how Clarita continued to scream that the thing and its demons were laughing as it tormented her and told reporters that, quote, um, this is mayor talking. What it is is beyond me. This is something that goes way back to the dark, dim past. That's like all he had to say. He's like, I don't fucking Great. know. Oh, my God. Um, he's such a good politician. Yeah. He's like, no, comprendo. Uh, they called an ambulance for Clarita. With the mayor and Dr. Lara riding with her. Why the fuck? <laughs> Why not? Does he not have anything else to do? No. Like, Manila was, like, not the happening spot at the time. So he's like, I gotta do... This is literally the only way I, I can I just, like, know that there are for sure potholes that could have been being filled that day. And yeah. he was like, nope, let me go it's, on this ride along. It's like as a child when you're cleaning your room. And then you find like a coloring book from infancy and you're like, I'm going to spend the next six hours looking at this instead <laughs> of like, you know, worrying about the major problem. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah. Um, but the entire time they were in the ambulance, they witnessed more and more marks appearing on her right before their eyes. And he was so fucking scared that he ordered armed guards stay outside her room for a whopping six weeks. To what? Like, Fist fight the imaginary demons that they're just saw? Yeah, they just spray and pray, start shooting. Call you see, this is 
this is why you know politics once again allocating funds where they don't belong yeah the, uh, the six the six weeks of wages for those guards to stay outside of her room to fight the invisible demons that no one saw that money could have gone to literally anything else and have been more productive but obviously this man doesn't make good decisions so what's crazy is those guards were actually on a street detail and the six weeks that they weren't there 700 people died in a mini <laughs> just kidding See, i made that up. <laughs> i would i would believe that i would believe that i'm sure crime happened crime happened yeah yeah for sure like, the UN was literally just like, hey, your prison is terrible. And they're like, yeah, but we're guarding ghosts at the hospital. So yeah, we've got, we need to expand the police budget for ghosts. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be cool, though, to have a ghost squad. That's the only time I'd want to be a member of the police is if I, I could be on the ghost no squad. No way, dude. ACAB also includes the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> if, oh, man. If they're yeah. being funded with the same police budget, ACAB includes them, too. Does it? I don't yes. know, man. I'd want to be a ghost cop. I'd be like, this is the thin no. white line. No way. Fucking the veil on the other side. Because a ghost cop, in theory, is probably... This is... Think about it. I need you to put your thinking cap on. A ghost cop, in theory, is probably what all cops think they're doing is like in theory they think that they're protecting and serving the communities they think that they are brave they think that they are heroic um admirable members of society that keep us safe and protect us that's what i want to be noelle i want to be a delusional hero think that they're the same thing but at the end of the day both of them are killing unarmed black teenagers and that just is what it is i go into a party i want you to imagine i go into a party with a billy club i just start fucking swinging because I'm beating the f- hell out of ghosts. Everybody's just watching. The little girl in the corner's crying. I'm just wildly attacking. Yeah. I put handcuffs on, zip ties, and then I just haul all the ghosts out of there. And I'm this like, This is the thing. Oof. This is such a slippery slope. This is the only slippery slope argument that I'll ever agree with because it's like cops already make up fantasiful tales to explain away their horrendous crimes imagine if they were like but it was a ghost and i'm pretty sure it was a ghost and they're like sir you just murdered an entire orphanage you you brought in casper there was a friendly ghost there was a ghost there was for sure a ghost and they're like by ghost do you mean like public school no I want to show up to a cemetery and I want to be like, get the paddy wagon. And then I just go running into the night. (laughs) You know, you also, it's like, you know, that the people who would apply and get the job of being a ghost cop too would just be like the worst of the worst, like the rejects of police academy. So if like someone even snaps too loud, they're shooting, they're shooting. (laughs) shooting Cause like, if they're going to give a police officer, like, you know, tactical weapons and access to like fucking military grade tanks and shit for riot controls imagine yeah. what they're giving ghost cops you know they and have fucking drones as far as i'm concerned imagine like i'm like i'm actually at an area and a real fight breaks out but and i'm just like this is not my fight not my jurisdiction meanwhile like just some guy is just punching a baby parade. And I'm just like, not my fight. <laughs> not my fight. A baby parade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so the moral of the story is ACAP includes Ghost Cop. I don't know. It does. Ah, that sucks, man. It'd be so fun to be a ghost cop. You know, I bet a lot of people thought it would be fun to be a real cop, too. But 
Look at that. Look how that turned out. I mean, out. I'm sure they're having fun. Yeah, I bet it's really cool committing murder and getting away Probably. Yeah, I love that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I love pulling over women and sexually harassing them with no consequences for my actions. Oh, man. Imagine ghost court. Because you'd have to have ghost court for all the crimes that you commit yeah. on the ghost population as a ghost cop. I could just, like, I just really see it, like them being like officer like your honor i swore it was a ghost it was a ghost when it appeared to me and it's just like a woman being like i i, I said excuse me at the grocery store yeah. and he's like you ma'am you were a phantom you yeah. were a look phantom. how pale she is a phantom <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like crazy just arresting ghosts for loitering because they're like tied to the place they were killed at and they're like i can't leave there's no rest <laughs> oh my god anyway anyway Back and then guess what? Cops. Literally nothing happened after that. That's why this was a short episode originally. There's literally oh, so nothing. she just got like kind of fucked with, and then they were like, "Bye, loser." Her scars healed. They were still visible. Like you, she still looked fucked up, but she never suffered another demonic attack ever again. Damn! Apparently, was, ghosts are afraid of ghost cops. <laughs> I, yeah, you see, but that was it. That's why this was originally tabled because once that was done, like Clarita disappeared. She was done at that point. She did not cash in on this at all. It was so traumatic and so vile that she likely went back to the streets under a completely different name or moved out of Manila, but she was just fucking done. I have to cough. Okay, let it out. There she goes. Oh, another one. Jesus Christ. No wonder why everyone's getting sick right now. Now, this is where... We pick back up on it again. Uh, this is why we've untabled it, so to say, or so to speak. So there are really easy ways to do what Dr. Lara did and dismiss what was happening to Clarita, specifically that she was faking it and or was having some sort of physical response, such as epilepsy or drug withdrawal. Hmm. Even the religious folks in the area cl- uh, believe that she was being attacked by demons, and it was only through a miracle of the church that she was spared so quickly and they were like, yep, victory for the church. Hands are clean. We literally don't have to help this woman, even yeah. though she desperately needs, like, social programs to help her out. But you know what? Fuck her. We did our job. Yeah. Enjoy classic, classic Catholicism. Taking the yeah. dub. Taking the dub. And obviously, we're not here to buy into that story. Mm-mm. Especially when you look at the lore and mythology of cryptids in the Philippines. Oh, that's a turn I didn't expect. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So Clara or Clarita did not buy the epilepsy withdrawal possession either. And we know that because she was quoted as saying that she described her attackers as evil looking men clothed in black, collectively called the thing by media news outlets. One was a small cherubic figure about two to three feet in height with snow white hair and a large mustache. The other Ew. one <laughs> I know. The other one was quite large, had two sharp fangs, and was covered in dark curly hair on its head, chest, and arms. Two entities in Filipino folklore somewhat fit these descriptions, the Black Duende and the Capre. So the Duende is a figure out of folklore and is pretty prevalent in Filipino culture in the same way leprechauns are to the Irish. Part of their etymology in Filipino and Tagalog translates them to roughly being old men of the mound And a lot of their history is actually really similar to what we likely already know about leprechauns. Um, That is, they are fairly jovial creatures who are known to play with children, 
but can become angry and hostile if someone were to step on their mound or home, you know, kind of like what we think with the toad or schools. take their gold as we know to be <laughs> yeah. leprechaun series. 100%. So when triggered into a more mischievous state, they can harass humans and have even been known to take small children. And the way I would describe looking at them would be the horror leprechaun, because if you look at that picture there, it's like very Jennifer Aniston fought this man at one yeah. point in yeah. her early career. Yeah. Um, the Capre is a creature known to sit in trees, smoke, and watch humans. Now that and then, sounds like every dude I've ever yes, matched with. It's fucking Oliver. Is what it is. <laughs> sit in trees, so. smoke, and just <laughs> yeah. watch everyone. Like, I don't want to participate. I just want to sit here, enjoy a nice cigar, mm-hmm. and, you know, hang out in nature. Uh, Bigfoot, if you would. Yeah. So, now and then, there are some stories, though, where they can fall in love with human women and they also love to play pranks on people who travel through the woods. Similar to the Duende, they can make themselves invisible and love to trick humans when they feel so inclined. It is said that if you find yourself disoriented in the woods or mountains, or often feel confused in outdoor surroundings that you're familiar with, you have come into the presence of a Capre. Can you get out the same way? Like, what is it, by, uh, like, putting yourself upside down or looking between your legs? No. Or like through the the little witch's stone. You to know, like see I, your that way would out. actually be cool to like go into this because it would be fun to do a longer episode about these. Um, but how to have beat you them. ever when have you ever been driving and you're like driving past a place that you drive past all the time and you're like, where the fuck am I? And they're like, oh, Every and then day. it comes back. Every I do day. that all the time. There's like an area between um, Layton and Ogden that like Roy stretch where you go past Hill Air Force Base where I'm like. I'm like, this is the the fog zone is essentially what I call it. Because every time I'm driving past there, I'm like, this doesn't look familiar at all. It's kind of a feeling like that. And I'm like, there's yeah. a fucking Capri out here getting my ass. It was very scary as I was writing this. It would, this is tough for me to relate to personally because I just don't. I think I would feel out of place and disoriented in any woods or mountains. So maybe yeah, I'm always but- a victim out there. But there's also stories when people are sitting in their own gardens, like outside in their outside of their house, and they're like, "This doesn't look familiar at all." And they get that like really oh, weird that would be feeling. Cool. That would be and cool. And then and then they you know they snap out of it, and it's like, mm-hmm. "Capri got me." Like a Capri was here. It's you know I would be curious if there's some like spillover into like have you ever looked into a mirror for too long and like kind of like disassociated and was like, "Wait, who the fuck is that?" Yeah. I wonder if it's, like, the same thing. I wonder if, like, that's another way to, like, tap into these, like, folklore realms. Yeah. We did this thing in uh, Abnormal Psych once where when you're falling asleep, if you, like, plug your ears and you say your name in your head over and over and over again, now and then you'll hear, like, someone else say your name or your brain tricks you that someone's saying your name in the outside world. And I've done it a few times. But it's creepy because you're just, like – Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. Like you literally just go and go and go. And then it sounds like someone like your mom is calling you like, are, Chelsea. You, and you're are like, you saying it like out loud or just in your head? Yes. I don't remember how I did it. Uh, what the fuck do you mean? Yes. I asked you two questions. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just, in your head, you can just go. Yeah. You know, yeah, saying you your name. And then it head. sounds like someone's saying it outside of Ooh, your head, into your ear. Critical. And it's wild. It is wild. A, that's fun. See, that's you know i'm just there's got to be something to that and like the mirrors thing and like just just about like tapping into like even a subconscious 
realm of thinking and time. I don't know. It's a lizard brain, man. I know, man. There's something to it. I saw, um, I think we've talked about this before, but it was like the idea of the uncanny valley. Like when we look at something and we're like, that's not human. And Mm -hmm. it kind of freaks us out. And then somebody was like, yeah, that's an evolutionary response because we had to learn through our evolution that things that look human but aren't are dangerous to us. And that's why we fear them. And I'm like, what the fuck looked like a human that was dangerous to us so Uh, The Nordics, duh. Yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? The Nordic aliens, obviously. There's like another thing that was saying like babies love mobiles above their crib because – or like they're They're fascinated by them. Because it's like birds used to abduct caveman babies. So it's like you're scaring your kid or like they're taught to fixate on stuff like that Uh, to like watch for danger. (laughs) That's a fun one. The the, the OG like big ass eagles the size of a bus used to come down like the thunderbirds from the sky and just swoop up little babies. And that's why babies are fascinated by mobiles. Wow. I know. Weird, right? I believe it. Mm -hmm. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. There's also some mythos about the cat prey that when fireflies are out and about, you may often see a pair of them unmoving in the distance as if they are frozen in midair. The Filipino people believe that these are actually the eyes of the cat prey, watching under the cover of darkness, using the light from the fireflies to blend in. That would be fucking cool. Imagine you're out there watching like all these fireflies buzzing around, and then you just see a pair of them unmoving. That, that's like... That would just be like seeing a little like fox's eyes in the night, right? What do you mean? Just like yeah, glowing eyes? Like okay. Yeah, but they use the light of the fireflies to blend in. Oh, okay. It's nefarious. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is also said that if you ever hear rustling in the woods and there's no breeze, you're actually hearing a cat prey move from one tree to the other. Oh, good. That's really great for like my already paranoid brain outside walking the dogs. <laughs> I know, right? It's scary. And that would be fun to really do an episode, though, on, like, all the different ways you can keep yourself from being abducted by, like, just anything. Like, the fairies, it's cool because you, like, put your head between your knees and you walk around as upside down as you can, like, folded in half. Dude, uh, yeah, we've got to, we've got to, if we're willing to give all this free press to all these cryptids, we've got to, you know, give everyone's arsenal Mm -hmm. a little, a little touch up. Because there are no ghost police. You have to protect yourself. Yeah. We've got to be our own ghost gorilla army. Mm-hmm. It's true. So last but not least, we have the Tianak, otherwise, otherwise known as the Filipino vampire. These generally take the form of a toddler or baby and cry <laughs> to learn unsuspecting victims. Did you see the picture of it? Yeah, what the, the like fuck Beetlejuice is looking baby. <laughs> it literally is like Beetlejuice as a worm. Yeah. That face on a baby's body. 100%. Um, so Clarita, a woman of the streets and sensitive to the plight of abandoned children, having felt as if she was one herself, would have been the perfect victim for a kid vampire to target and would have been easy picking if you really think about it. She was constantly on the streets. She was wandering around looking for Johns. Like, if she would have heard the cry of a baby, she would have immediately gone to it. You know what I mean? She was a yeah. kind person. And it is believed that Clarita did hear the cries of one of these vampires. And as soon as she picked the child up to comfort it, she was caught in the fucking web and could not escape. Because these vampires are a little different than the ones we may think of in our Western culture. And they actually like to take more delight in torturing their victims rather than just doing a one and done blood drinking extravaganza. 
Do these baby vampires speak? No, they just cry. It'd be creepy. Also, I bet they have like a really sweet angelic, mel- like melodic voice with like, "Come play with us." I'm just saying, I could kick the shit out of that fucking baby vampire. <laughs> yeah. If that the baby vampire came at me, I would punt its ass to a different it's, fucking country. It's like a siren. They rule. They lure you in with the cries, and you're like, "What a little baby vampire!" Guess and then what? You pick it up, and it's like, "Not gonna work on me, bitch. Yeah. Not gonna work on me." It's that- first of all, a baby crying. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and then the I way. go over to the baby crying, and it turns out to be that little fucking goblin. Also, that's kind of what all babies look like to me anyway. And it tries to bite me. You're a baby, yes. bitch. You get dropped and kicked. Yeah, getting, you're getting punted. You're getting punted. Yeah, I'm getting the extra goal at the Super yeah, Bowl because you're straight gone. Straight up. Straight so, the fuck up. I'm licking my finger. I'm detecting a breeze. Yeah. I'm making the corrections. You're gone. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm lining it the fuck up. I'm stretching <laughs> yeah. out and I'm lining it the fuck up. I cannot believe that. That is that is that shit I love. This is the shit I love because other cryptids, you're like, they would get my ass. They would fold me. Yeah. They would clap me. <laughs> this one, you're That's a immune. literal fucking baby. And it's not even a toddler. It's a baby that has to be carried by an adult. So guess what? Guess what fucking you're happens? <laughs> you try to come at me, literal baby? Like, cost. It's like a little Chucky doll. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly less right. than Chucky, though. Chucky yeah. has Chucky has more like, uh, I don't know what you'd call that. Like, coordination yeah. uh the ability to stand and walk and then this <laughs> fucking baby this baby crawling are you kidding me ain't no fucking way that's a basket toss sometimes the crawling could be creepier like if a grown-ass man yeah, is and crawling then you at me it. at abnormal speed but that's a grown-ass man this is a baby yeah this is a literal baby <laughs> yeah a put little it, baby. You put it in a pack and play, and it's just fucking taken out of commission. Yeah. It, it has its weakness is everything. Yeah. Weakness, life. Weakness, the environment <laughs> in which it's in. You like, put up a mobile, and it's like the birds are coming, and it's done. Yeah, straight up. This um, motherfucker comes at you, kicked. <laughs> straight up, field goal. Straight up, goal. <laughs> you're the motherfucker's gone. You're the Lionel Messi. Of Straight taking up. babies. Yeah. Yeah. I love that for you. Like, are you kidding me? I am so not afraid of this <laughs> little fucker. There's no way. <laughs> I would literally, like, get ready to do, like, a fucking volleyball spike with it. Straight up. Well, it looks cute until you pick it up. And then it's, ah, getcha. It's like the Jurassic Park scene where yeah, the guy goes in with, again, the vamp- or with the dinosaur. Then it's like, again, what's faster? Me or a fucking baby. This yeah. motherfucker just learned how to put its head up straight without breaking. <laughs> it may not kill. Your it's- hatred for babies is faster than the speed of fucking light. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> also, guess guess what? Guess what? A baby's number one fucking Achilles heel is besides its literal Achilles heel. It's soft little exposed <laughs> non-solid skull. Not just even that. <laughs> Think simpler and smaller. Think Peanut it's already butter. in your hands. Shake it. You just shake it. You shake that motherfucker. You shake that motherfucker. You shake that motherfucker till its brains come out its fucking ears. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Fuck that baby dog. Come at me. I welcome it. Oh, I'll shake you. I'll shake you. Yeah. I'll shake you. Like I'm trying to get the last bit of mustard out of the fucking container. Shake it. So anyway. So these vampires (laughs) go about when a pregnant woman dies before giving birth, which subsequently causes the spirit of the unborn baby to mutate through the earth and return in the form of an evil 
baby vampire. Um, I'll beat the shit out of you. In more modern ideology, they are either babies who died before they could be baptized, or the souls of aborted fetuses. Oh, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh, Um, guess what? I'm going to slam dunk on you again. (laughs) Either way. You're going to die once, come back, die again by me. I'll do it twice. (laughs) No, it's just how you're like snapping necks from here to Christmas. (laughs) It's true. She's the Van Helsing of the Filipino vampires. (laughs) (laughs) I'll smack him on the head with a Bible, man. I'll give a fuck. You could even give him just like a little bit of baby Benadryl, then they just go right to sleep. (laughs) Super easy. It's a a baby. I give him an ibuprofen and it dies. (laughs) (laughs) Too much Tylenol and it's done. So either way. These babies come back <laughs> like the infantata and raise hell on earth. And there are ways to repel them other than just what everything that we've gone into. Yeah, you mean everything? Think <laughs> Literally Cold anything. Cold weather. Cold <laughs> weather. Too hot of heat. No yeah. water. Just like anything that yeah. would kill your average baby. Uh-huh. And surprise, they are very killable. Yeah, very killable. But there are ways to repel them or break their curse. Because once they get you, you're cursed, right? So it is likely that Clarita had one of these methods happen by happenstance, so to speak. So here's, um, so similar to other vampires, you can use your typical garlic or rosary to repel them and send them on their way. Or you can trick them into going into the afterlife by lighting white candles, which because they're stupid babies, tricks them. They go to the light, literally, and then they get to go. Or you could take the candle, throw it at their head, and it'll probably take them out, too. Yeah. So they're just done. Uh, (laughs) Most interesting, though, this is where we kind of get into, like, fairy shit, Mm -hmm. is the thought that if you turn your clothing inside out, the vampire baby will find you so humorous and ridiculous that they will leave you alone to find other prey. Or (laughs) take your jacket off. Just put it over the baby. Grab the baby. (laughs) Shake it. They just had to, like, they have, like, baby-weighted blankets, and it was killing babies. They had to recall them. You just put a slightly, you could just put a down, a wet, down-feathered coat on a baby, and it's done. Straight up. So. You don't have to, you don't have to turn your clothes inside out and look like an asshole in a hospital. You know what's going to happen? Take the baby and start swinging it against the walls. You're going to get attacked by a vampire baby, and you're going to be too big for your damn britches, and it's going to get your ass. I'll knock that motherfucker. You're going to go to kick it, slip on a banana peel, look up, and the baby's already in your face. Well, guess what? Then I fall forward onto the baby, crush it with my body weight, because again, (laughs) me versus baby, I always win. That's right. right, I will always win. The Um, house always wins when you're fighting a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let me write that down. Baby like that. Yeah, I'm fucking coming at his ass. Okay, perfect. All right. So it is thought (laughs) that when Clarita was being bounced from the prison to the hospital, her clothing was changed from what she had been wearing at the time of the attack to a hospital gown. Which in the chaos and hustle and bustle of her fit happened to be put on inside out. Which immediately repelled the vampire baby, and she was free to go. Hey, no way, fucking vampire baby, fuck that girl up, man. There's no fucking way. What do you think got her? Out of all the th- possibilities, demons, epilepsy, drugs. 
I'll just say demons. I'll say demons because it's fun. I'll say demons because it's fun for sure. But also, maybe just a homeless person living in the ceiling. Yeah, coming down and biting her in the night. Uh, I like the the little uh, duende leprechaun guy because she was saying that they like had mustaches. And I know a leprechaun yeah. has a good stash. So. I also know most creeps have mustaches, so I would also agree with that. So yeah, that's it. But I can tell you for certain, <laughs> no vampire baby. <laughs> no vampire baby. I, I dare, hope, dare, him, dare him to come. I don't want to be dark-sided, but I do hope you get humbled by a murderous baby sometime in your life. I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would. You're going to be at the mall. You're going to be at the mall and a lady's going to be pushing a stroller and the baby's going to be looking at you. And then you're going to look at the baby, look up at the mirrored ceilings that they have in the mall sometimes. No reflection. You're going to have to go missile kick that baby. Bro, if a baby bites me because it's teething, I have a reflex. You know what I mean? I have a reflex or I'll just like accidentally drop it or like plop it to somewhere else. So imagine, imagine a vampire baby. It's almost like intuition to fucking kick that bitch. I don't think it's fair that you say a cab. To my my ghost cop dream, while you are talking about fucking up vampire babies, that's a little a cabby to me too. You vampire cop, <laughs> baby no vampire way. cop. No way. Van does a cab also include Van Helsing? That's the question. <laughs> I don't. That's know. the question. He's like a church cop, man. Honestly, might be the worst. Might be the capital A in the a cab. Yeah, maybe. Damn, that's a question. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah, would you rather be a vampire baby cop or a ghost cop? Because you have to be a bastard one way or the other. Everyone's going to be a a vampire baby cop because it's a fucking dub every day. (laughs) I want to be a ghost (laughs) cop, man. I'm up for the challenge. Well, have fun being in fucking civil court all the time when I'm out here (laughs) punching (laughs) holes through babies' fucking soft heads. The baby comes to court to sue you, and it's wearing like a little neck brace, and they're trying. It's like no, they would no way. It would not. It would. It would be disconnected (laughs) to unless it could like re re remold itself afterwards. There's no fucking way that baby showing up to court. I'll tell you that much. It's in its little bassinet, just laying there staring at you. Yeah, then I push it. Yeah, I always win. I always win versus a baby. So. You've got it, yeah. If the baby's existing, Noel be swinging. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking swing through them, too, soft headed motherfuckers. (laughs) The babe Ruth of just knocking babies out of the park. (laughs) Great. You know, that's what they call me. (laughs) Yeah. The more like, baby Ruth, what's up? Baby Uh, killer Ruth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Let's, uh, you know. Speaking of killing babies, if there's one person who would think that's pretty radical, it's the person that doesn't exist, but I like to pretend they do. So they're going to get a Hail Satan. You know, Hail the Filipino leprechauns. Because I think Um, they're neat. And speaking of Filipino leprechauns, you cannot find them in the bio of our social media pages, but you can find a link tree, and that will take you to our Patreon. Dollar get you in. Fantastic episode this week. <laughs> Fant- <laughs> but actually, if you think about it, they live in the same realm, what we just got done talking about and what we talk about on the episode. But please remember, you do sign an NDA when you um, participate in listening to Patreon. So oh my God, I just got the connection. Mouth. That's so 
it's dark, but they don't know unless they pay a dollar to get into yeah, the Patreon. No, they don't. You can also find links to our Discord server, our Facebook group, if you use that for whatever reason. Um, Kelly Holloran or at Wild Wood Owls Etsy page. She makes cool shit for us, and she also makes cool shit that you should also check out and buy. Um, our merch is up there, and for whatever reason, if you need it, I'm not sure why, though, links to listen to us. But you seem to be doing totally fine with that right now. So, um, happy fucking New Year, I guess. Yeah. Um, my New Year's resolution had always just been love myself like Kanye loves Kanye, but now that he's just yeah. fucking awful. Ooh, we gotta fucking let um, go. What's your, yeah, what's your New Year's resolution? I don't know. Maybe get those platform Crocs off of Etsy sometime. <sighs> Aim low. You- Swing low, sweet chariot. Yeah, if that's what you want. But if that's what you want, we could do a little gifty. Do a little gifty. I know, yeah. So I'll, let me just... I'll find the lady that I got mine from, and I'll see if she has them in white for you. Um, my New Year's resolution is to um, continue losing weight and continue getting hotter. So, I would, yeah, I'd like to get hotter. Maybe I'd like to have enough financial responsibility to sign up or to save enough money to get my lips did. There you go. See, that's I'll count that as get hotter. Okay. Cool. Well, onward and upward. Straight up. All right. Bye. Bye.